Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 154. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo! How y'all doing today? If you are watching us, as opposed to listening, <laughs> although if you're listening, you uh, may be interested in this. If you're watching, you'll see that we have new mic stands. And, boy, we've already had an adventure with them. <laughs> so, AJ... Was very excited about these. I was. Uh, because <laughs> I was very they were used <laughs> by the the famous, or shall we say infamous now, Mr. Joe Rogan. It's true, man. These exact stands? Yeah, man. These are the ones. And uh Yeah. So right before we went on, this here mic fell right off <laughs> and is broken. So we'll see how that goes. Can't see my face. Those that watch the video, I think most people, a lot of people listen to podcasts, but those that watch the video, and we're going to keep doing it. You like to sit here, see us, see yeah, our man. faces, our interactions, the the, the body language. The, the Let body us know language. how it looks, man. Do we look more professional? Do we look, you can't see my face at all. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is cool, but if it falls off in the middle, that's what happens. Like if you hear a... Yep. So anyway, welcome to Real Talk. What's Real Talk? Why I'm here to tell you. Real Talk is an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. Somewhere in the description of this video and or podcast, you will find a link. That link is www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. And the real in that is R-E-A-L. If you click that, go all the way down to submit a question, hit the appropriate button. It says submit a question. It will pull up a form fillable box, and you can... That's you typing. Your question, comment, concern, pasted link. Hit submit. goes in our database completely anonymously. Anonymously. That's what I said. Anonymously. Anonymously. Couldn't find if we tried. That's it. That's the gist of it. Thousands of questions have been asked and answered here on Real Talk. Thousands. So, what, uh, what's going on, little buddy? I've just tried not to laugh. <laughs> What's so funny? No I was wonder. just thinking about our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something, isn't it? It is something. <laughs> hey, man, listen, man. Through all this stuff, you can always at least say this. Yeah, what's that? There's never a dull moment. <laughs> Sadly, there is. No. <laughs> so, it goes, there's a lot of action. And we cut to the intro of the sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Got a lot to talk about today. Got some questions still to catch up. Got some uh, cutting news on our Real News reviews. Cutting. Some articles here if we get to them. But first and foremost, we give the people what they want. And what do the people want, you say? The two or three people watching? You know what you want. You want to know what's going on in these crazy guys' lives. So, AJ? Yes, sir. What's going on on the journey of life? Life's a highway. How are the turns going? It is a... It is a highway indeed, and I'm going to ride it all night long. Now, there's been a lot of changes lately. Mm -hmm. A lot of changes, man, in life. Um, oh, yeah, I guess there is. Yeah, man. You know, I just uh, picked up a little part-time position over at the local restaurant of Bob. Um, yeah. Bob's Restaurant. Um, so I'm serving. Uh, I've been there for about, I've had three shifts so far. And I know, I think I, I might have told you after the first one that it was just so, it was so interesting being back in that world <laughs> because it's been a while since I've been back in it. Yeah. Um, so definitely 
it was it was interesting to be back to be back in it and then it it kind of brought me back to like a reality of like man like it's like it's cool to have an opportunity to do something like that but i'm also like man it, it it's also sobering in the fact that like you know when you're presenting an opportunity man you need to make the most of it you know and that's i guess that is a lesson i'm taking you know so it's funny because when I try to think about life and living as a Christian, man, and trying to follow Jesus, you know, we, we're told to rejoice, man. And yeah, sometimes I feel like I don't know how to rejoice in certain situations. Like, I'm thankful, but I'm also like, this is something that I don't want to rejoice over because it came from a mistake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, how do I rejoice in the situation? So I guess that that's, I don't know, I guess. Because, like, I'm thankful, but I'm also like, yeah, Taking but... A breath. Like, hmm. So, well, I guess, what do you mean by taking a breath? Like, like you're just slowing you're, down? No, I mean, like, you're alive. Huh? You find reasons to rejoice, you know? I think rejoicing is more about choosing to see the things that you do have, mm. you know, that you are in the position um, where the place you're working, you actually know someone, too. You were trained by someone you know. Like, a lot that's of little true. things, man. The opportunity to be a light to people. Yeah, man, that that's sent you in the field. You know, you could look at it that way. That he was like, "Hey, I got, a, I got a little, uh, little job for you." Here. That's true, man. Short, short term trip. A little short term trip. That's true because I think a lot of the time I try to think like I think I have to like find joy in the particular thing. Does that make sense? Or like, because mm. then if I can't, I'm like, well, then I'm just you know, I'm not, I'm not living right. That's kind of what it feels like. You're playing a dangerous game right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Um, oh, that's coming off. <laughs> so. Muscle. Muscle. Oh, did it slide up? Yeah. Pure power. Anyway. <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I think one of my... That that is one thing I do struggle with. I was messing with the mic for those on the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> you forget they can't see yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's just kind of been one of my biggest like that. That's something that I, I I guess I have to work through right now is like I like what you said because I can tend to not look at the the other stuff in life that I can be thankful for. I feel like I almost have to like, try to force myself to find something, you know, that I am, you know, thankful for in that exact thing I'm doing. So like. Thank you, because it helps, you know. It, and it's cool because it does open my eyes to, like, even even in the situation itself, even in the situation itself, it's still, uh, it's still. Hey, if we're going to have it, we should use We should use <laughs> Um, I lost my thought. <laughs> but, oh, no, that was hilarious. Gosh dang it, man. But that's been the biggest thing. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. <laughs> Clint's messing with his mic staying too. Gosh dang it. Um, I would say... I would say I've kind of dealt with a couple... Like I've dealt with some feelings of feeling like... Like what am I doing? Especially when I've been there already. Like, I've only had, like, three shifts there, and I've kind of had a couple moments, like... And that, that's probably just, you know, again, me not focusing on what, the, like, the possibilities are and, like, what is what the good can come out of it. And it's like a... 
I think it's just because I can miss you guys a lot too. Because it's like I'm, I've been so used to being around you guys a lot, and so now it's like I'm out there. I'm like, man, I'm not around the people, my people. That's right, man. So that that can be that can be a little sad, but overall, like I'm thankful, dude, and like I am blessed, and like you know, it was cool because I did get to like kind of share that with some of the folks there. Like I'm like, listen, like. Like I am, I am definitely blessed to be where I'm at in life. Like I could have been in a lot worse places, and so that's just something that I guess I'm trying to keep in mind too. Is you know, God, it's funny, man. God knew this was gonna happen. Like He knew this is where I was gonna be, and I have to kind of let that. I have to let that feeling go that like it could have went differently because like He knew what was gonna happen, and this is this is where I'm at. Like. And he knows what's going to happen going forward. So I can rejoice in the fact that God's in control. Like, it's like what you said, looking for those things that are outside of even just the situation. So, <clears throat> yeah, man. So overall, that's been kind of weird getting adjusted to that. Um, but other than that, man, like, I'm, I'm doing okay. Like, um, kind of getting over... I've been constantly congested for like what feels like two years. <laughs> so that's been a that's been a continuous thing and I actually feel like I'm hope hopefully starting to get a little less congested. <laughs> but it literally feels like I've been congested for two years. <laughs> and maybe that's just us Hoosiers, man. Maybe that's just the Midwest. That's what it does to you. But I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I feel it on the congestion thing, man. Oh, dude, it's it's terrible. So I was talking to a guy the other day, and you know I'm a big proponent of Sinex. Yes. Stuff that clears your nose. Mm -hmm. And he said he was reading a study, because you're only supposed to take that once a day. Clearly, I've, I, I, there have been times I've taken that four times a day. And I always assumed it was because your body would get, excuse me, like it would just, con like would not be uncongested without the meds, mm -hmm. which could be part of it, right? Right. There's a little bit of warning in the back of it. <laughs> Turns out that somehow it can permanently shift the bones in your face, like change the shape of it somehow. I don't know. How is that I even possible? That's what he told me. So I haven't researched it myself, but like there's a danger in that. Like, your body adapts to it and then Gosh, like, man. Yeah. Yeah, weird. So anyway, that Ugh. made me think if it had nothing to do with all the real stuff you shared, but the congestion part it, it related to. <laughs> well, I was kind of I was kind of all over the place anyway, man. I was jumbled up, so I got to be used to like sitting tall now. I don't have to go. Yeah, that's actually something. Like even like my posture now, I'm still kind of like slumping. I I forget I can actually like sit up and like oh like if I want to make it go somewhere, I can. Yeah. Almost omnidirectional, isn't it? <laughs> Almost omnidirectional. Not, not quite. It's uh, good, man. Well, uh, sounds like you know, and times they are changing. In the words of Bob Dylan. They are, man. We did a deep dive into Bob Dylan a couple weeks ago. Bro, I would love to do another one. Bob Dylan is such an interesting fellow. Oh, another what? Like deep dive into Bob Dylan? Yeah. Mm. It'd be yeah, interesting. Studying about his life, that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do it on... On here, on the show, but we just did it in general. Yeah, we, yeah, we're as weird in real life as we are. On the show. <laughs> yeah, we have themes to the episodes of our lives. That was the Bob Dylan episode. That was the Bob Dylan. Yeah, we are it a sitcom. Isn't. 
Which now you've watched Seinfeld, you get it? I do. Yeah. I am Kramer. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. That is me. I'm Kramer. It's ridiculous. Good times. I haven't I haven't uh Newman has not made an appearance yet. Yeah, you, it looks like you guys started in the newer episodes. Oh, very first season. Man, they must have oh they redid the color and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it like remastered? I didn't realize that show. Clean. Yes. And I didn't realize that show came out in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't do you know by the end, they were like the first group of people that made like either a million or per episode? Wow. Each of them. That's insane, Four, dude. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Seinfeld just one day was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. wow. Left on top, though. That's How true. How many seasons were there on there? Um, like seven, five, seven. I think, I think production guy might have said like there's like nine seasons. Oh, nine. That's more than I thought. Nine seasons, I think. But yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. But how are you, man? How are you doing? Um, I'm really tired again. <laughs> slept a, I only slept an hour again. Gosh, man. I know. I feel like when I say that, if somehow this has turned into something where people think I'm proud of that. Right. And no, I'm over the, here the guy wants to sleep. Desperately like, yes. no. <laughs> so that happened. Um, so I'm still, I've still been doing the, uh, the meditation on scripture. Yeah. Which has really been really cool, really good. When I do it, and God, man, it's just so cool. It's all real, so that's cool. Uh, those moments, but I've also been struck lately. Just you know, when you, I've, we, I've said this a lot, and I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but mm-hmm. it's it's follow. There is a version, and I just said this Sunday. But there's a version of Christianity in America that everybody accepts and says, "Yeah, that's Christianity." That is very subtly not okay. Meaning it, it kind of removes parts that irritate people. Like, they make it. And, and, they, and, and they've done it really subtly. It's, it's happened really subtly. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a very much like a me-centric Christianity, right? So that idea of, like, I, I'll just give you some sentences. Like, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Um, I can, you know, God loves me no matter what I do, which I'm not saying that's not true. Stick with me, right? right. We know. Um, me and God are cool. It's kind of like this idea of, like, God's there when I, can, when I want to fit him in my life. Right, and if not, like, but he, I mean, clearly he doesn't expect me to put him in every aspect of my life. So, mm. And I, it's that Americanized Christianity. So, and, and a lot of things. So here's some words that it hates to, like submission. Right, we talk about that. Wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Like every, a lot of Christians will say, yeah, that's in there, but they kind of skip it, and they're kind of like, yeah, it's in there, move, and then they go to the end where it says mutual submission and try to use that to justify the call. Right, I just hit my nose. Um, I'm not used to this. So I think that my point in all that. Or giving, right? You give, yes, you give your offering if it fits your budget, right? When that's, if we look at scripture, it's not really what it says, you know? And, and then we're not even talking, so I can't speak today. I told you I didn't sleep. So it's like this version of Christianity that exists in America, it will say the bad sins are still really bad, kind of, like outwardly. So like, you don't have sex before marriage, and you don't commit adultery, and you don't do all those types of things. And, but, and you don't get drunk, at least publicly, <laughs> right? But the stuff like heart issues and serving and uh, sacrifice and carrying the cross and stuff is not, like, I just feel like we've softened it, man. And I, and I, and I, I mean, we've talked about this many times, is that, that's why a lot of f- 
people's faith is dead. Now, you don't need to do those things to be saved. I think a lot of the people that follow this weird version of Christianity, they probably they could they, they could be saved because they, they did come to accept Christ as Savior, but they've never really been discipled by Jesus because they've been following this version of Christianity that doesn't actually follow the Jesus of the Bible, but kind of follows the buddy Jesus that the world has created. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. So and, oh, yeah. with that, I, I've noticed that, like, and again, I'm not... I hesitate to say this because anytime we talk about this stuff, everybody's like, oh, you think of Jesus? You think of Jesus, Donna? You think of Jesus Christ? He thinks it's Jesus. Like someone said that to me yesterday. Like, okay, great job, Jesus. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I'm Jesus just because I'm telling you what's in the Bible. Um, that's but so I, ignorant. Yeah, but but that's that's when I say this, I think people think, oh, he thinks he's above everyone and he's got to tell what the truth is. It's like, no, man, I'm just telling you like this is what it feels like. And I'm sure there's people out there. It's like when you really follow this, whether you're preaching the truth, whether you try to lift certain parts out, there are parts, man, that get rejected by the Christianity of America. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm still trying to process that how to explain. That should be a denomination. Huh? That should be the, the overall denomination yeah, of man. America. Christ, so it's Christianity like, of America. But when you look at the Bible, man, you talk about carry your cross, die to self. We've talked about this, crucify your flesh. That's, that's hard, man. It really makes me sad because there's a lot of people driving their Bentleys into hell. Right? You get what I'm Truth. saying? Like, Truth. And, and because, not even because, they necessarily, because they've never known the real Jesus. Because what they end up getting when they go learn is like this sort of like, everything is great and you're awesome, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is true, man. We're free in Christ. But if you if you haven't if you haven't put your faith in Christ, you're not free. No, man. And this you concept are, of like people have confused this concept of like loving God loves you, right? And mm-hmm. wants to save you all the time with him being pleased with you, and those are two different things. Yes. Also, because, does that make sense? Yes. So I so why am I saying this? So I've noticed, man, like it just gets hard, like like, 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 it's just hard because when you try to follow Bible, and I don't follow perfectly, so a guy that's on here watching and judging me, this is your voice. I already know that. Okay, I already know that I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I'm the judge of Christianity. This show's about real talk. Yes. I don't know about you guys out there listening, but sometimes it's hard. It's like, like, there's things that this says to do that's hard, man. You're right. It's... Right? And then it may, it's made harder when, like, we're told, like, there's voices out there saying, you don't have to do that to follow him. You don't have to sacrifice. You know, we had, we had a, I don't know if I'll talk about it, but it's kind of, there's just like a family. I always think this one family that used to come to our church, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Um, nice guy. We went over there and talked to them mm-hmm. at their house before. Like, yeah. Deeply kind of walked. And they loved everything, right? Until it came time for a cost. And then they were like, well, what do you mean you care if we come to church? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just, like, you okay? And then they ended up leaving. Because, and they were obsessed, right? They moved towns. They literally moved. They moved to the town we're in to go to the church that we're at. And that, yeah, what, man. less than a year later? It's, it's sad. So dude. why was that really? Now, their version is going to be, and I'm not, I still think they're great people, okay? Nice yeah, people. yeah. But their version of, like, Christianity didn't mesh, right, with what what we're trying to do, which is the, is follow this. Yeah, man. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm so like tired that I'm probably sounding like a, a lunatic. No, man. I don't. I don't think you so sound. It's just hard sometimes because people are gonna. You get attacked both sides. All you do time. get attacked all the time. both sides, and it's it's funny how I feel like the the Christ like the Christians that you're talking about. I feel like it's it, one of the saddest things I, I feel like I've realized is they don't realize how much of like a they've teamed up with the people who don't believe when they're attacking yes. us. They don't realize that they have they have divided they have divided us and they've made themselves on the enemy side. Like they don't see it. 
And it makes me sad, man. And it's just because they don't want to follow the Bible. And, you know, that's why I still, you know, I've said this since from the beginning, like from the beginning of me being a Christian, learning about, you know, Christianity and like this it, to this day, it's still I don't understand why there has to be so many different like denominations and like all these things, man, with all these little issues that people end up turning to big deals. And like, I think it's weird that sometimes people hate you when it's in the Bible. Yes. Like you made it up and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. And like you're taking this thing too seriously. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like even now, sometimes I even wonder if secondary issues even exist because people are so like, it, it, they like don't, they, they make everything a, a, yeah. a primary, yeah, like, they, they, you know, they, they, primary meaning like, they say you're either in the camp or you're a Christian or you're not. Right. You know, over whatever they decide. And may, yeah, because people are just so like, oh. It's weird, man. It really is. I've been toying with this thought for a while now, and I've kind of just recently, uh, after the sermon, actually the sermon this last Sunday is pretty much what said in stone. Just stuff that doesn't necessarily fully, like if you didn't listen to the sermon, go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, it's the Remnant Church on uh uh, Spotify, go check it out. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's not up this. It's not up right now, but it will be this Thursday. It, mm-hmm. um, and it's a super awesome sermon. But I have this thought of there is no such thing as secondary issues. What this is is it is a sin issue that we have been doing for years because we're not doing what God told us to do to go to our brothers before we go and worship and before we go through the altar. We're not actually sitting down and talking to people. And at the end of the day, that's why denominations were created. That's why everything was split so quickly. That's why all these things happened. Not to say there wouldn't be different churches that maybe would have seen things a little bit different. And we see that in Ephesus, and we see that in all those things. But the denominations, I've, I've kind of reached this point where it's, there's this secondary issues. We've made it such a big deal because we wanted, we don't want to, it's what you said, we don't want to pick up our cross. We don't want to do that. We don't want to actually do what he said, which is you have to go talk to your brothers and you have to, at the end of the day, deal with the bitterness, deal with the, the problems, talk out these issues, and actually talk. Mm. He tells you to, go, if you have a problem with your brother, to go talk to them before you even worship, before you even sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It goes well, that's back another to that thing. even too. They view, a lot of people view your brother as just someone that goes to your church. Yep. Right? And it's any professing believer. Now, do I think a lot of that stuff, there's a lot of stuff that's like applies to specifically in your church. Like if a guy says he's a Christian, I mean, I just walk him and go, What's going on in your life? You know, mm. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so, but yeah, man. So then they don't think like I don't have to do that. Like that's mm-hmm. a great example of one. The one of where God literally says, "Hey, if your brother has something against you, mm-hmm. go to." Him. So he has something against you. You don't have something against him. You just know he's got a problem with you. Leave your sacrifice at the altar and go make it right. That's true, man. Come back. And everybody's like, "I don't have to do that," because they would. They buy this. That's such a great example because it's that fake thing. That's like, as long as I pretend there's peace, that's what we're supposed to do. It's nice, guy. And God doesn't want us to settle for a pretend peace. He wants real peace. Yep. That's a great point, man. Mm -hmm. So, I I I don't know, man. It it's funny because I feel like I feel like people like the church with a capital C. I feel like a big issue as well that kind of that kind of goes into what you guys are talking about is like they can't they I feel like they either have to choose to like love love their church and not love anybody else or like love everybody else and and neglect their church. <laughs> well, it's cuz people put everything in boxes, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Like they have to keep it it's so weird. Like you can't be an evangelical church because then well we hate our own people. You know, it's yeah, like, we, yeah, you, that's fair. I don't what, get it. 
like like for some reason it's like they can't coexist with both like hey let's go love people but also love the people that are already here like they can't do it it seems impossible which is weird because you just do you don't have to how are people here everything doesn't have to be so intentional yes loving people is just as you go the people you run into the people you interact with and yes you Mm -hmm. should look for opportunities to serve but it's but even that the fact that we're having to justify loving people is so weird Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows you where your heart's at. We just live in a strange time, man. So, uh-huh. it, it, you know, <laughs> but uh, God is so good, man. And, and to encourage people out there, like the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, you know, if you're burnt out and you're listening to this show, maybe you just stumbled on it and you're like, well, yeah, that's why I hate, you know, Christianity. That's why I hate it. Um, that's my new voice for that. You know, I'm telling you right now, guys, you will be refreshed and encouraged when you go read one of the Gospels. And see who Jesus really is, man, and what it's about. Because I always say this. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple. It really is. The gospel's so simple. We're not good enough. God makes us good enough. He changes who we're supposed to be, and we follow him the best of our ability, and we're going to fail. And his, his grace covers us in that. Amen. Do what he tells us to do. Don't do what he tells us not to do. And when we stumble, we get back up and trust his grace, right? But mm-hmm. we just complicate it. So go check that out, guys. Don't get discouraged. If you're out there and you're kind of discouraged because you feel like you're trying to do follow it and people are calling you a weirdo, like you're probably doing the right thing. Yep. That's a fact. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I see this in Scripture, and, and this is creepy. You know, Jesus is probably not going to be where the crowd is. Nope. Right? I mean, we see that. Because everybody loved him when he was handing out bread. Well, ain't nobody was there when he's hanging on the cross. That's right, man. Boom, ain't nobody there. Anyway, but now segueing to another important topic. I have two questions. Well, actually, one is to catch people up. But, but I had a thought as I was doing this. It's going to okay. sound so random. <laughs> but I was thinking about religion and, you know, and all. Okay. <clears throat> if you had not come to know Christianity. Okay. Okay. What, what do you think your religious beliefs would have been based on the road you were on? Does that make sense? Yeah. Or, quote, spiritual beliefs. Who would have been? Don't tell me right now. <laughs> tell me what your religious beliefs would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. <laughs> In the face. Could you please oh. share with me? Share with I, me what your I, religious beliefs would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that because before, before I was actually a Christian, I had... It was funny. I had believed in, in like, God. The concept of a God. Yes. I was like, okay, I feel like there's definitely, like, a creator of some kind. Like, there's no way this is all just kaboom, it's here. That's no way. (laughs) You know, I never believed that. Um, So I definitely always thought there was a higher power. I just didn't really understand it. I was like, I don't, I didn't really know Jesus. So if I had not come to know Christianity, I think I just would have thought as, like, God as, like, just this overseer who does nothing. He just kind of watches us. And just like lets the world. And he's happen. cool with what you do because he like he's a being of love. Right. He gave me this. Gotcha. He like he gave me the ability to feel these feelings or whatever. So I that's that's, that's whatever. It. Yep. Yeah. Very liberal actually. If I would not have probably found Christianity. Oh yeah, yeah. My mine is very interesting because because I would have been like you are who you are. <laughs> you became really effeminate too at that time. Yeah. Weird. Hey. <laughs> so. uh just taking it that I went down the same path as I did, whether I knew him or not. Um, I probably would have been very interesting in the fact that in my early years, I would have been very, like, 
I would have been atheist because I was atheist before I came to New Christ. Mm. Um, I believed in the Big Bang. Actually, no, I didn't believe in the Big Bang. Big Bang. I, there was a different one. Yes, I messed up. I wasn't. No, that uh, one wasn't. But it did make me think of Pelican. But go on. Um, there is a. Uh, there's a different theory about essentially black holes and how they create and the mysteriousness of all that. And I believed at that at the time because I thought the Big Bang was preposterous, which right now, ironically, I've kind of flipped because I think it's actually very funny how science is. But that's a topic for another time that I would love to explain. But I probably would have been atheist all the way up till about high school where I would have started running with the gaggle of special, special people that I was with that were delinquents, um, <coughs> self-included. Um, and that's when I probably would have, uh, still would have been, I would be very much so in the middle of not agnostic, but not full blown atheist. I would have had a healthy respect for church. I would have had a healthy respect for religion. Right. I wouldn't have believed, but I wouldn't have cared if you believed, if that was a thing that did it. I wouldn't yeah. have, that wouldn't have ruled my life and I wouldn't have judged anybody for exactly. believing that. I would have, because the people I ran with were country boys they were from the back so and, and the hood kids so they there was this they they had a healthy respect for jesus because they all had a grandmama they all had a grandpa they all had been to church mm-hmm. where i hadn't been and they would have definitely said hey well look we may not necessarily we don't think we're good enough for jesus but and we may not believe but you know what we're gonna if he's real we're gonna mm, raise our hand and we're just gonna pray. in case yeah just in case yeah mm-hmm. which would have been probably what I would have been around most of the time, and I probably wouldn't look down at either. Either way, what's that one song? There's a song that 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 reminded me of. I think it's uh, Florida. It's Florida Georgia Line. Mike <laughs> pray, we're praying on Sundays, cussing on Mondays. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think that I. Well, it's kind of the same. So from the South, like God, the concept of God. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what I thought of Jesus. I think I just melded them into this kind of... Um, but I think I would have went down the road of a of a pagan biker gang. Uh, you've told me this before. I, I Not necessarily biker, but I would definitely think I would have been drawn to this Viking-ish kind of like pagan culture that is out there. Um, just because there's so much honor in it. Like they talk about honor in the concept right. and like brotherhood. That was that would appeal to me. It appeals to me to this day. This idea of brotherhood and all this stuff. So, that part, um, I think that now whether I would actually have like gone and joined that, but I think I would have like, like 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 I would have I would have been drawn to that for sure. Um, anyway, just a thought. And and one you know with your background, it makes sense. Like like reading into Theology, that yeah. all right, and you're really into that. So to me, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's kind of cool looking back. You know, you see echoes of God even in Norse mythology. Not the stuff they talk about, but even just, you know, bits of, of God's glory are found. Mm-hmm. And, you know, different religions have, have like, man, they, they, they can't, no matter how far away they get, they have this part. It's like stars exploding. There's little bits of stars and all this stuff, right? But none, of it, so, but none of it really has the real mm-hmm. thing except for Christ, you know? Which is so cool. I even, like, it's just a little, like, he's just throwing stuff at you. You're just I mean, it's just wired into us, man. So cool. Echoes of Eden. Um, that. Now, something even more important. The second question. I'm, oh. I'm curious. I feel like we should share with everyone our possible new thing that we're going to be pursuing. As oh. a hobby and a dream. Yeah. And perhaps a career. I, let's that do it. That is professional wrestling. 
It's not where I thought you were going with this. I did not think this was what you were going to say either, but I'm, I love it. Listen, listen. He's not kidding. Guys, we've considered joining the local. Re- what do you call that? What do you, you call it? Local, local Wrestling Federation. There you go. I guess that's much easier than I thought. <laughs> I so uh, I'm really tempted. I think people think I'm kidding. You, you know I'm serious about this. I do. I think I, think I could have thrived in this world if I had done this earlier. Because you still can. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Can I say, you know this. You've taught me this. And this goes for all of us. We're mm-hmm. pretty big guys compared to normal people. Yeah. Right? On top of that, you've told me some of the dudes who, who thrive in this world, okay? As far as athletically. Champions. They're champions. And I'm just being real with you right now. I can do things that they can't do. I know you can. And so can you. So can all of us. And I just think, man, I think on the mic... This persona I could create, mm-hmm. LT Slater. Mm-hmm. Listen. Now. Come to a local show near you. We had an idea. Uh, what was that? Was the name of our stable? We came that you that we called it. Um. Oh gosh, what was no, it? Man, it was cool. What was it? People think we're probably kidding right now. Until oh, you no, sh- the elect. Until the elect. Until you show up at a local thing, all of a sudden you see the elect roll in. Yeah, I have three different wrestlers that I'm, I'm choosing from. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Yeah. <laughs> well, one has a supernatural thing. No, We've I want all of them. Tell them all. There's been more than one with supernatural. Uh, t- one of them's name see. is Odin. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, no, he's connected I, to Spirit of Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, those Odin are and Spirit of Bigfoot. They're two. Wait, they're, they're molded. Connected. They're together. Yes, that's 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 a two for one. Odin is the Spirit of Bigfoot. That's the whole thing. Because Odin is this nice guy who's like literally like... I thought Odin oh, was yeah. Odin. No, like, o- no, Odin is Odin. But when he like he... he has So Thor's out. father turns into the spirit of Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, go Odin was it. a hunter and he go killed on. Bigfoot, ate the heart... Ate the, oh, okay. The no, story. no. We want to hear this. This is so. good for people. So this is Clint's three... Listen to Clint's three personas. Okay? When we're done here, AJ, I want you to spin our first story, our first angle. Okay. All right? Of what's going to happen. Without okay. using those guys' names, okay. because we can't. I can do that. All right. I feel like of all the people here, AJ loves wrestling the most and is the least excited about the prospects of us joining. Clint and I are over here are just eyes oh, up, yeah. just eyes ablaze with joy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and this this is you. I suppose I could do that, dude. I go I go to full like creator mode. All man. right. Let's so, hear him. So let's start with your your three personas. What are they? So we have the spirit of Bigfoot, which is connected to Odin. Explain who, it, please. O- Odin is a hunter. Who is this? He's he's a big guy. He's just he's really a normal kind of a, guy, but just a big warrior yeah. guy. I mean, warrior just like guy. a he's like a lumberjack hunter. kind of mm-hmm. like a he's hunter. A lum- That's a really good example. Lumberjack, just outlander. Okay. He's out there. Okay. So he killed Bigfoot, ate okay. his ate his heart, gained the spirit of Bigfoot, and now every <laughs> once in a while the spirit of Bigfoot just kind of comes out and takes over. So would you wrestle as Odin sometimes? Mm-hmm. And Odin then, would be out predominantly, and then so it's kind of like the Odin. fiend, uh huh, a little bit. Yep. A yep. little bit. So, how do you envision he? What does he look like when he's become the spirit of Bigfoot? Um, Genuinely. spirit of Bigfoot. Spirit he's wearing. It's almost it. different. He's wearing. He would be wearing all black, and his. I would have to wear contacts. So his face. His contacts okay. would okay. be the big thing. Like his eyes would have like a yellow sheen, and like his hair would be different. It'd be slicked back, and like. Whenever just, you first told me this, and I'm I, and I'm glad you told me this because it makes it a little cooler. I literally thought you were going to wear a giant hairy Bigfoot. <laughs> That's I'm serious, ladies and gentlemen. I, and I, dude, that's comes. not what you saw. Saw the first time. I was like, God, it's the spirit of Bigfoot. <laughs> no. 
No, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, now, that's a one. So there's two there, more. Yeah. Okay. There is the accountant, which is my... <laughs> dude, accountant. I love the accountant. <laughs> I don't think I could pull him off, but I love him. The accountant is probably... I like when he goes, hey, you can have the accountant persona if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The go accountant on. is the most devious of all of them, I have a, uh, in my opinion. He's, he, he's not a heel. I he's really an in-between. But he, Wait, he's he, not a human? No, he is. Oh, he's, okay. he's completely normal okay. in the fact that like he is a he comes out as a he's a wrestler, but he he acts like a met like a manager, kind of like what MVP does for Bobby Lashley. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. he is a manager, but what he does is he does whatever it takes to make his guy, and he goes with the worst of the worst. Like you would go, oh, that guy's not going to get the championship, and somehow he makes him a contender. Okay. And he either sometimes it's underhanded tactics, sometimes he just distracts a little bit, sometimes he gives this. And then there's always a moment where they start doing underhanded tactics to his guy, and then he looks out at the crowd, and he just undoes the tie because he's wearing a suit a little bit and then gets in the ring and just decimates. Because he's actually way stronger than the guy he is. He's actually an actual contender. His guy is not. He goes in there, and he wrecks him. And there's even a storyline I put together where essentially he gets in, and then it starts this huge thing with... uh, uh, whoever the champion is at the time, or eventually he decimates his guy so he gets in the ring, and then they rip the suit open, and you see these tattoos that are all just kind of weird, and he goes, how do you think I got this good? And, like, it shows this past to him, and then he goes off, and then he becomes the champion. But the whole thing is he has a contract that he has that uh, essentially it says that his guy is the champion, even though he won the belt, and he rules... As through champion through that guy, through that guy. Gotcha. So when you beat him, then you fight the real champion, which is him, and he sets it up like this repeatedly. This yeah. All right. And that is that makes that me okay. What's the third one? The third one, I can't play the accountant at the same time as this guy. This guy is known as the Hammer. Did you know about this one? <laughs> I have not <laughs> I heard about the Hammer. Yet. I have a fourth <laughs> that I'm working on. I have a fourth right. that I'm working on. Well, no. But okay. The Let's hammer, just go with the, the Hammer. The Hammer is here. the counterpart to the accountant. The Hammer is straight good. Straight good. Also... Did not expect that. He's he's a baby face. Oh, straight. That's straight, the lingo of wrestling. baby face, but like a fate. Like, he's like, I stand... He's a judge. He's like, I stand for what is right. This okay. is law. And he was it, a manager at one point, and now he just kicks open the door, and he's like, I taught you everything you knew, accountant. And then it comes <laughs> on to this rivalry that basically that happens, but also it's this kind So he was kind of his mentor? The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because the accountant, it also feeds that story. Like the accountant has these basically tattoos from like ancient fighting styles or whatever it is that says like, oh wow, he's like a, a guy who's been around the world that knows stuff. Then you have the judge who comes out and goes, wait, there's another guy called the judge. Well, he's he's called his name would be Hammer, but they also okay. call him the judge. Okay, so his name's not the Hammer; it's Hammer the Judge, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hammer the Judge, sense. which is just the gavel thing, and he I comes get it. out. No, I get it. It makes sense. He's a uh, Essentially, his whole thing is like he's trying to make the accountant good. He's trying to make him good and also try to make like when everything goes haywire, he's, his one job is trying to make this place better again. He wants to make it good. I hope you guys out there that are listening understand that one thing, and I mean this genuinely, mm-hmm. Clint has an uncanny ability to develop an overarching story mm-hmm. to anything. I mean, yes. you can give this guy a seed, just like anything, 
hey, here, here's a sponge. Make yep. a story about it. He will come up with an epic story. It's true. Involving man. the sponge. We're trying yes. to get him. Uh, go watch, uh, I don't remember, episode of Lore Masters Galaxy. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yes. uh, this guy should start a podcast, and I'm serious. because I mean, he's got that. that well, you didn't create a character. You created an entire angle, everything. Uh-huh. Yep, it was a whole world right there. So, I, well, I've been told that uh, it's Tekken or Token. Uh, the guy who wrote the... Uh, Tolkien? Uh, Tolkien. Gotcha. His level of like world building is is what I do because I even have like this a whole story. time when you kept saying that because you kept calling it Tekken. I thought he meant the video game. <gasps> Did you well, know that also Tolkien? has an no, insane no background. I thought it was that Tekken. That also too. has an insane amount of story to it. Oh, it does. Like J.R. Tolkien or something. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, both of those guys have insane R-R. stuff that you don't necessarily even R-R look Tolkien. into until you're R-R looking Tolkien into the background. Yeah. And I've been told I have that. And I, well, that's I mean, I, I that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, clearly, uh, you do, man. You yeah. just come up with an entire scenario. Literally. So, that's pretty cool. I only got one. Yep. That working on LT Slayer. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember my slogan. Go hard all day. Go hard all day. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. And he's a uh, he's a face that's sort of a AJ kind of helped with sort of a stone coldish type character. He's a tweener. Yeah, in between. Yep. So, yeah. So what's uh, yep. what's the storyline, man? Give us a give us a five minute storyline. So you, you want to have... tell yours? You got a bunch. You don't know what you'd be with now, do you? Not really, man. I'm a guy. I, I struggle trying to create a character for wrestling because I. What I about have Brick? To... You could tell everybody about that guy at least. That's yeah, your, your there was one. a. I had come up with a guy named Brick Beasley. He was a heel. Uh, and he uh, he's from the South. And he would he would do anything he could to win, but his signature would be hitting people with a brick to win. Um, hence Brick. Brick Beasley. So yeah. um, it'd be like, a, like an old red brick. Yeah. Smash on people. Um, and explode probably, right? Oh, yeah. Which would be kind of hard to cover up when you're uh, trying to win. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, those refs are probably. Um, I used to spit green stuff in people's face. Right. And that works. So. Tajiri. Um, so that's one. The other one that I had come up with was kind of like a uh, just ratty kind of. That's who I remember. Yeah, Danny oh, yeah. Winters. Danny Winters. That's uh, right. I was like, who's the rat guy? Yeah, like, Danny Winters. He's like a your subway scum. <laughs> Like <laughs> subway scum, I yeah, man. It. Subway scum, like you know, Jesus from D and D, your D and D adventure. Uh, he's like the Rat King, <laughs> you know, like like this guy, like this just is a crazy episode. Uh huh. He just kind of comes from, you know, this this broken background where he doesn't care about his well being, and like like <laughs> for any wrestling fans, which there isn't any, you'll know like Darby Allen, kind of like a Darby Allenish, like. Doesn't care for his body, will do it. Like, will completely wreck himself. Brandon, Brandon knows who it is. He's yes, like, so Brandon, you'll appreciate this. He ain't, this, this he ain't watching this, but it's cool that, he, that we referenced him. The now, best part about this is Danny Wint is over here, a rat king. You got you got Cowboy Kenny who has one uh, uh, a uh, character as well, as well as Production Guy Blake. Production Guy well. Blake probably has the most eighties. Oh yeah. Character. <laughs> I see in my head, man, every time. Well, first off, I see the thing he made in the video games. What mm-hmm. It reminds me of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. A yes. Bit. Got some Hacksaw in him. Old uh, Buckshot. Which, anyway, back to Danny. You got interrupted over here. <laughs> this guy doesn't want Danny to have anything to say over here. Danny? Yeah, Danny Winners over here. I heard there's a spirit of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, I heard about him too over here. He's filthy. I heard all old and ate his heart. Didn't he know that Bigfoot never existed? Yeah, it's all Stupid fake. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, I forgot we were doing a show. Now, to keep it short, the the angle that we were thinking about doing, and again, these characters, who knows if this will actually. Now, Lt Slater's pretty solid. I I like Lt Slater a lot. As far as any other characters that we might actually bring into the local <laughs> wrestling world, I don't know. But the elect, the elect would be a small group of us. Yeah. And we would start off with a. We would show up to a show, and we would help the the top guy. We'd become like his posse. Um, we'd help him. We'd encourage him. We'd help him win any way we could. But we see. But we do it. You know, we would be good guys. We are good Clean, guys. Yeah. Yes. You know, we're there to protect him. We're here to you know run, you know do the classic run-ins when he's getting beat down. Like we we are his backup. We are the guys who protect him. And slowly over time. We would we would start to <laughs> Sorry, go. slowly over time we would start uh, showing our true intentions of taking over the entire place and uh, eventually we would completely turn on him and we would we would tell him that we're the only reason why he's managed to hold on to this championship belt that he has mm. and then we would we would just demolish him. And we'd take over the whole place, kind of like an NWO. Dude, I, I, I love it. And we're, we are the elect. We, 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 we slithered our way into the system. We got up to the top without anybody knowing, and then we took over in an instant. I'm telling you right now, I fully believe we could take over the local wrestling scene. I think we could too, man. 100%. The elect is coming to a federation. You know who you are, Simone. Gonna- Listen, I'm telling you right now, I know, I know. A lot of the like the, the local guys, yes, yeah. and like their characters. Like some of them have some cool stuff, but when it comes to an actual stable, the only one that's cool is the police department. Oh, so there is a stable. Yes, you guys are in that. There's like three or four, and and it's just it's literally a police department. Yeah. It's hilarious. Shout out to if you were to see this, but I don't want to say your name, but you know the police department. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I I think the other thing about this all is is we bring a creativity that they don't. Like, it's not that they don't have it, but we bring a whole nother level because of just who we are as people. <laughs> we just show up and we're like, look, guys, we have this, these characters that would be insane. I want you right now. We've never been more serious on this show than we have been about professional wrestling. Dude, I'm we telling you, on. <laughs> we went we on. went on for 30 minutes about it. I'm not, I'm not against it. I, I love it. Okay. LT Slater wears golden black trunks with a, with a jacket. I love it, dude. The elect, we could all have matching imperial. Could go gold and black, man. Could go gold and black. That's true. That's a pretty cool color. It is, man. Combo. Anyway, hey, come check us out. If you ever hear about it over here, hey. Danny Wynn is in the crew. <laughs> Danny Wynn is LT in the rat Slater. crew. <laughs> go hard all day. Subway scum. <laughs> Spirit of Bigfoot. Anyway. Spirit of Bigfoot. <laughs> Moving on. They probably think we're kidding, but we might really do this. Oh, yeah. so, we we'll, have we'll keep no you guys, idea. We'll keep you guys updated. Yes. So in the meantime, I guess it's that time of day. The time that really actually matters. That's <laughs> why we actually do this show. The time where we answer questions anonymously that were asked by, no, the questions were asked anonymously by you. Mm-hmm. So I'll start. Last week, AJ, uh, we were sent in a link to a podcast. Yes. Um, and they said, uh, and then this person wrote back. We, I, we didn't get a chance to do it live during it. You actually did listen to this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. So the question is, uh, number one, I'm the one who sent in the podcast. You guys don't, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but I think it would be interesting to you guys. So yes, I did. Uh, I did end up listening 
which is cool. I love, by the way, I love, thank you so much for sending this in. I love yes. this when people give us like, send us the interesting things like mm-hmm. that. And, and I will say you were right. It was definitely interesting to listen to. Um, I guess to give a brief uh, synopsis, essentially, what it, was about. It, was a, <laughs> it, was, it was about a woman who had uh, needed to get uh, the vaccine. Um, she actually didn't want to get it. She did her research. And, um, which most people should do. And she kind of described like her background mm-hmm. and like how she was like in like, she was kind of in, like a bigger company. She's like a VP of some oh, sort. Wow. Of, yes. And so, um, she said that growing up and like she had kids and like she was okay with getting them all these vaccines, like you, you know, your standard vaccines when you, when you're a kid. Like, yeah. she was okay with getting all that stuff. But she was just, she was worried about how quickly they were putting this out. And how she she even she brought up the information of like most of these vaccines that we have now that most people get, it took three to five years to develop before they were even on the shelves, and they they were trying to do this in less than a year. You know, they were they were just pushing this out, and she she said that it worried her, and she didn't she wasn't comfortable with with wanting to do it. Well, hmm. she felt a lot of pressure from different angles of life. So you know what she didn't really go into it. She kind of, you know, she kept that a little confidential sure. as far as the, where she was feeling the pressure from. But, uh, so she ended up getting it. Which we're going to get shadow banned for this, by the way. But go oh, on. yeah. 100%. Everyone thinks we joke, but it's a fact. Uh-huh. Go on. And so she she got it. Um, and she had some very adverse effects from, from it. Um, and a lot of her story throughout the podcast was her talking about how she felt she felt attacked and... And she felt kind of just, you know, outcasted, even just by people close to her, because they just labeled her as a conspiracy theorist when she thought when she when yeah. she had brought up the fact that I think this is the vaccine doing this to me. Mm. Um, and it, I don't know, man. It was just it was very interesting to listen to. You know, she even said as she went as far as to even go into some you know small details about like when she first started having the the side effects that she did, which was, like, she had, like, uncontrollable, like, she was having seizures, like, Damn. crazy stuff, man, that that when when those first started happening, uh, her husband and, and I think she said some close friends of his that were in the medical field sent her to a detox facility because they thought she was on drugs. Holy cow. Yeah, they just thought she was on drugs. And so, you know, that was frustrating for her and, like, you know, she said that it's been really cool to be on the journey she's on because she's she's uh, she's kind of gained a small following online, and she's trying to give people an opportunity to speak out on adverse side effects they've had from taking the vaccine. And she said at one point she had a, up to eighty thousand followers on Instagram, and then Instagram deleted her account, and she had to start over. Yeah, so um, yeah, man, she's just kind of she's kind of one of the those people who she's just trying to give people an oppor- a platform to speak out on something that is not very popular to speak out against and it's pretty cool man um you know she is she's being labeled as a conspiracy theorist by a lot of people and you know well, she's anytime that you you question the the mainstream narrative you're considered mm-hmm. a conspiracy theorist i mean that's reality mm-hmm. so and in a lot of the stuff i mean she was i forgot to, I, I forgot to mention this part to you like i know she said like her body is just having really weird effects like she can like stick like a magnet to her body and it sticks to her wow yeah yeah, man. Like, it, it's wild stuff. I think she, like, took, like, a key and, like, put it on her arm and, like, the key just stick, stuck to her arm. Like, yeah. it's wild stuff, dude. 
So she, so she's, she's dealing with a lot of, a lot of stuff. It's that still affects her now. She said like her memory kind of goes away sometimes. Like she like forgets what she's doing. Does she still have seizures this day? Um, I don't remember if she still has seizures or not. That might've just been the, the initial. Yeah. But whatever is happening to like happening to her is definitely like it's, it's affecting her like mentally too. Like to this day, mm -hmm. she's still struggling. Yeah. So does she still work for the company? I think she does, mm -hmm. yes. But I think she said she, it's definitely posed some struggles because of like, yeah. just who she is now, uh -huh. and with her being like a VP of a company, like a lot of public, excuse me, pressure. So, it's definitely interesting to listen to and just hear kind of a behind the scenes of someone's life that what's happened to them because of of the the side effects. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So. It's funny you brought this up, and this 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 was shown to us. I, I had uh, <clears throat> so some people from my hometown. I think I told you this one of my best friends mm -hmm. from high school. Uh, we have very differing views, okay, politically and theologically now, um, even culturally. I get like not culturally, just the way we view things. And there was this big debate, and it's like the narrative that they he was putting out, and they were all supporting about, you know, about the the vaccines and. Uh, it's just it was a complete lie, mm. you know that that and that. But they were saying, "Don't question the science. The science is this." And I'm like, "But that's not the science. The science is over here. We just right." So, you know, we're not. We've I've been saying this from the beginning. I'm not going to judge anyone for getting a vaccine. You know, I'm not. <clears throat> but I'll tell you this: I had the same concerns, and like there are some things that are now coming out and being admitted, as far as some side effects that yep. you know I think people need to at least be leery of. Yeah, man, and and I'm always against any people not having a choice, you know, to to do things, especially if something that serious. Yeah, so, man. And the fact that we've created that that the media and then sort of the mob mentality has created where you can't even dis you can't even ask questions or discuss it. Or you are being a conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. a quote anti-vaxxer, a quote nut job, you know all these things because we're, so we're not allowed to ask questions. Or great examples: what's going on with Joe Rogan? <clears throat> so Joe Rogan, he's a guy, um, not a, not a believer, but no. his, his show's very interesting. He brings on people and yes. different backgrounds, and sometimes famous, sometimes not. And he brought on some people, including um, some some very well respected. Um, well-published doctors yes including a man who created the technology that created that the, in, is being used MRNA, in the yeah yeah and you know they have some views of, of pretty much saying we need to slow this down have some pause you know we have some and i mean he's got he's getting canceled right now joe rogan had to literally apologize and take a bunch of his shows off 70 episodes and, and then it's it's so it didn't even stop with vaccine right then it then it started like they just come for your throats man now, oh, now he's a racist. Now, now yep, he's, uh, yep, he is a racist now. So apparently. it's like, you know, what I would tell people out there is like, you've got to start thinking to yourself, how many of your own, how many of your thoughts or what you think about people and things are your own thoughts and how much are what you've been told is what you should think? Gosh, man. Right? Like how many people out there right now, they hear Joe Rogan and all they know about him is he's a racist uh, nut job. <laughs> right? But I'm serious. That, because they're going to go, who's Joe Rogan? He's a racist nut job. Because some, because... Social media told you that, or yep. someone from my hometown. It's that, so frustrating. That is the narrative of who yeah. Joe Rogan is now, um, and they can control that. Yeah, and so you guys got like we need to be careful that we're not taking away people's ability to ask questions and have discussion. That's what makes this country great. It's what makes the world 
like humanity great because in those exchange of ideas is where we make things better. Yeah, right? man. But that's not happening. And it's like even us saying that, we have been labeled that. Mm-hmm. We've lost viewers mm-hmm. because we, during everything that was going on last year and in 2020, we were just asking questions, right? You, um, that's it. And, and we got shredded and told, don't bring your political view. It's like, you don't know who we voted for. Like, we just because we're asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I personally experienced that in my own life too, outside of the show. Dude, it's just a, so it's, it's, a, I hate that, man. And, I, and I've said this from the beginning. I'd be saying the same thing if it was the other way around. We should be allowed to think and ask questions and be critical thinkers. And it scares me that we're creating a world where someone like this feels pressured. And now when she's sharing an actual truth, here's what happened to me. I'm not even saying I know why. I'm just saying here is a fact of what's happened to me since I got the. And did she, did the, did the doctor finally tell her this is a side effect? Or she's like, this is just what's been happening since? Uh, yes, they had finally come to terms with the fact that this was. This is an adverse yes. effect. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't she talk about that? Like, that's so crazy. Why are you a conspiracy theorist when this lady's life has been affected? Mm-hmm. She's not going around even. I like that you said, I don't know, man. I think we just, it's, it take, throw the vaccine out. It's not really about the vaccine to me. What kind of culture are we creating for our children in which they are not allowed to think or say anything except what big brother tells them to think? Right, man. It's sad, dude. It, it's funny because like it makes me like think about even just America as a country. Like, how did we come to be? <laughs> oh, <it's funny. laughs> like you wouldn't. This country don't question wouldn't, the king. Like, this, what this country saying. wouldn't exist without what we. Yeah, man. This thing you're trying to shut down. This concept that you're trying to get rid of of asking questions and like thinking outside of the box and thinking there's a better way. Like, America wouldn't exist without it. You wouldn't be here. So it's just crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely insane. Hey, <laughs> keep thinking, keep asking questions, keep yes. searching for the truth. You deserve that. Our children deserve that. The world deserves that. Amen, man. <clears throat> anyway, it's good stuff. Thank you for sharing that podcast with us. For real. Yes, great, awesome. great share. I appreciate it. Next question is, we've got some Bible here. What does Romans 11.32 mean? <clears throat> all right, so I have that pulled up here. Romans 11.32 is, says, For God has imprisoned all in disobedience so that he may have mercy on all. <clears throat> so sorry. So, uh, interestingly, it might be the same person who sent in the question last week. Romans from the same exact section. Interesting. So, in and of itself, that does sound pretty like what? So I'll read it again. This is the HCSB. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that He may have mercy in all. So you're going, wait. So He made everyone disobey, so He could have mercy on them. Mm. Not what it means. We need to take it in the context that it is. This entire section, He's talking about the two groups of people and how they need to, like. Neither one of them needs to think more highly of themselves than they should. The Gentiles, mm-hmm. which are non-Jewish, and the Jewish people. And essentially, so in that context, what he's saying is, listen, both of you, both sides, God gave them over to their disobedience, to their sinful nature, as the Bible right. says. So remember, he's not saying he made them. He said, he, you wanted it, you can have it. And look what happened. Both led to death. Right. And he did that so that you could see how bad it was and hopefully turn back to him and he can have mercy on you. Does that make sense? Yep. That whole idea of like, how's it been going doing life your way? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Genuinely? Yep. So that's what that means. That whole section is him talking to them about, you know, this specific one is like, listen, all of Israel is not doomed. There will come a time when some turn back to to Christ or turn Amen. to Christ, I mean. So that's what it means. Great question, though, because in and of itself, that sounds, you know, I'd be like, what, is he, what do you mean? Right. 
Um, a lot of times when you, you see things like God hardened heart or turned them to, it does not mean God did that, like made it. What he said is it's it's the saying God allowed them to do that because he's sovereign, right? So he would have right. had to allow them to give in to their sinful desires and all that's that right. stuff. He gives us freedom. All righty. It uh, looks like I do not have a question to ask you. Nope. <laughs> Wait, yeah. is that is that true? Yeah, that, that, this is all we had. Okay, well. Yeah, we, had, we did not have a whole lot of questions this week from the database, so which means... Y'all need to ask more questions. Let go. Now, I do have one more here, and okay. I think it's a fun one that you'll enjoy. <laughs> did it we do says, the marriage one last week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yep. Um, this is a fun one. I think you'll appreciate it. Probably won't, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> it says, Pastor Todd, I listened to one ah. of your sermons on Facebook. Why do you always want to throw stuff at people? <laughs> people ain't listening. <laughs> I've got to throw it at them to get them wake up. <laughs> I joke a lot on... Uh, about like, hey, if I feel like people aren't paying attention, I'm gonna throw a podium. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not really gonna do that. I'm not really angry. However, <laughs> I had an interesting moment this week where my mother was around, and you see the world I was raised in that yes. we use that kind of terminology. Oh yeah, violent terminology. Yes, constantly. But that <laughs> constantly, that doesn't mean we're actually gonna do it. <laughs> you constantly are violent terminology. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's just a little fun I have to try to get people awake. Most of the time, people laugh. Every now and then, I think to myself, there's a guest There's in the one crowd. person who thinks you're actually going to chuck a podium. Yeah. yeah. That podium, I couldn't chuck that thing anyway. That's solid heavy, wood, dude. man. Shout out, Chris. Chris, homemade, man. That that's hilarious. right, man. That's that's a heavy-duty podium, man. You could probably sell that we for used so to move. We used to move that thing every week, and it's heavy. Oh, yeah, for live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, dude, it's heavy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's why. Mm-hmm. All the time, violent. <laughs> Constantly. Right. Yeah, so we got some articles here. Yeah, man. Real new. We're giving you a full show today, folks. You should enjoy it. Full on show. Love it. We <laughs> love what you're hearing. How gross is this, Dave? <clears throat> here we go. I think you'll appreciate this first one. Well, we got to turn the page. You are a history buff, so I think you'll love this. The article is, Why America is Not a Christian Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find this on uh, christianpost.com. Yep. Slash news slash why dash America dash. Just type in why America is not a Christian <laughs> yeah. So, um, this, this guy starts it off by just kind of saying, listen, if you declare the United States is not a Christian nation beneath the banner of the... Uh, uh, it, declaring this, he's pretty much saying this article being on a Christian Post article is like... Blasphemy, right? Right. And then he goes on to say that even though American society has been heavily influenced and supported by Judeo-Christian beliefs, um, is that he cannot, what he is, it is not a Christian nation, meaning as one governed solely by New Testament principles, because there's never been a Christian nation that is fully built on following Christian principles. And he says, there have been or plenty of countries with Christians living in them who influenced their culture, but not one solely piloted by the New Testament, the laws of the New Testament. So, pretty interesting. Um, and it says further, in all of history, there's only been one theocracy governed directly by God, and that was ancient Israel, and there will never be another one until the millennial kingdom overseen by Christ at the end of the age. <laughs> so, what did you find interesting about this, my friend? I found it interesting. So, I mean, clearly I agree. We're not a Christian nation in the yes. sense of there are Christians in this nation. Mm-hmm. I think this is still one of the most Christian-friendly nations, though that's changing. In the whole world, and I think it's why America is important to the world. Um, I really do. Yes. Uh, but that is changing, I think. 
it definitely is changing. And what I found interesting is how he talks about the history. So he he talks about like the pilgrims and how it was a dream of theirs to bring that to America, like mm. to be a Christian nation. And it's funny because uh, so in, in here he talks about uh, interesting, yeah. Yes, he talks about English reformers in the 1500s and 1600s longed for a Protestant government. And it says, uh, while some, the, the Puritans, stayed in their home, homeland with the hopes of purifying their country's authority, others came to America with hopes of building that type of national gov- uh, governance. And the pilgrims who came wanted to establish the ancient medieval idea of Augustine, the city of God. There'd be no church-state separation, but rather a state that was the church. Um, mm. But by the late 1600s, their desires were dashed. Why? And, and this is why I thought it was kind of funny, but I, but I thought you'd appreciate it, was uh, he gave a humorous but accurate one-worded answer was teenagers. <laughs> yeah, and the concept is just that when they came here, they, weren't, they, they didn't take into account the, the, the biblical idea of depravity, of like sinful yes. nature. And these, mm-hmm. these kids rejected the faith of their parents. Yep. They, and they kind of thought, oh, because we're Christians, our kids will be. And that isn't what happened. Yeah, but he, he goes on to say, so began the downward descent of non-Christian thought <laughs> and, sec- and secularism to the point where, where we are today. Um, it says, America was the last vestige of the medieval dream of Augustine to have a city of God, but it wasn't realized due to the pilgrims' underestimated biblical doctrine of depa- de- depravity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's interesting, too. He goes on to talk about the problem was, he goes, uh, if you want to do a depressing Bible study, so he kind of says, like, if you look in the Old Testament, try to follow this. See how many godly people, their kids didn't follow God. It's wild. And he goes on, the same is true today, maybe in your own family, and he's, you know, he talks about stories of uh, endless stories of faithful parents who lived Christ on for their kids and did everything they could to pass along God, only to have their kids run off the rails. Yep. And then he, now this is what I think is interesting. He says, the problem is there were never rails to begin with. This is his quote. The Hellenistic and classical Greeks actually had a word for such a thing. Nomizo. Mm-hmm. The term described a type of faith held only because it was passed down by custom and tradition. And where are we today? Bingo. And then he says that word, though, never existed in the New Testament. The only kind of faith that that they would have ever used to identify Christians is something called pistis, which comes from the verb pietho, which means to be persuaded. And it means trust, confidence, conviction, reliability, and something worthy of belief. In other words, it's the real thing. Yes. Crazy. So, uh, this is this is crazy, and this is where we are headed. It says, mm-hmm. in the future, he says, the fake nomizo and the true peace, this faith will come to a head. Oh, my goodness, bro. It's what we were talking about at the beginning about the American Christianity. You, I didn't even read this. I didn't even know that yet. Yeah, right? I told about you this, like it. About this fake kind of thing we've created. Mm-hmm. That's what this is Yep. in America. We are we all go to church, so we're, you know, but that's not it. And he says, it's going to come ahead in the millennial kingdom because Satan will lead a vault who's of, of those who have, we just studied this ourselves, lived <laughs> under the perfect rule of Jesus, but incredibly side with the devil against him. One of the saddest verses in the Bible says, and this is said, the number of them is like the sand of the seashore. Revelation 28. So, so people understand. So in the millennial kingdom, Jesus is reigning on earth. Okay. His people are reigning. Mm-hmm. There will be some people, right? The people who kind of accepted him later, like um, they will still live lives, have kids. Those kids will live with Christ, this, this perfect kingdom, and they will eventually be persuaded by the enemy. So even though they live in a sea, Christ, he's, he's physically here reigning, they will reject him and revolt against him. Gosh, it's wild, Which isn't is it? so true, right, to our, like, the way people are. Anyway, mm-hmm. he says, I don't know about you, but the fact that a glorified reigning Jesus in the flesh is not enough to keep a 100% believer-filled Christian nation intact gives me pause. We just started this. So anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on and ends it here, and he says, As for us today, living in an America that's not a Christian duty, our duty 
nation, I'm sorry, our duty remains what it's always been, be salt and light. Mm-hmm. And for our unsaved ones, pray that God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth. Mm. So, uh, long story short, guys, that's so that is so crazy. It's exactly what we talked about at the beginning. Yeah, dude. Ask yourself this: Are you a Christian because you grew up in a Christian home? Because that isn't going to save you. Don't you? You have to have put your your faith in Christ. That's right, man. It's very eye opening, even for the kids in our church. You know. Yeah, man, they have to be exposed to the truth in order for them to make the conscious decision that this is real to me. And they, that's good. And then the, then the truth being, just because your parents were, it doesn't save you. Nope. Yeah, that's good. I, there's a uh, kid right now that I've been mentoring for a while. Actually, last night, I haven't even told any of you guys this. I have a crazy story for after this, uh, going into more detail. But uh, he gave me a call last night, and one of the main things, I, was, I literally prayed before I got on the call. I went, God, give me the words to say right now, because I don't know... Uh, uh, frankly, a lot of times I don't know what to say, and it, and this thing kept kind of popping into my mind, and, it, and just felt it within me. I'm like, you have to seek for him, seek him, and he will show you. Yeah, man. He will show himself to you. Uh, I, uh, one of the most powerful stories I ever I ever heard was a guy. Uh, actually, it was a kid younger than me. He had gone through. He was like a Christian, long time. Uh, they were on a missions trip found out that his pastor was having an affair on the missions trip like it was a big deal and like other things that happened between him and the mom and he ended up turning his back on the faith completely now this is at a christian retreat so i was like how do you how are you a christian he's like i hated god for a long time i tried to do everything and like research all this stuff to try and go against him he's like you know the ironic part is i'm now a christian because there's no way to disprove it he's like i've literally looked into things that like He's like, I've literally looked into things, and like this guy, this kid was genuinely like, I was this like, I, I know, right? uh, no, What's a different kid? this was uh when I went down to Kentucky. Oh, gotcha. Okay, uh, and he was younger than me, and yeah. he understood like the science and like the just the knowledge part of like the books he's read and like what he understood was in, incredibly impressive for his age. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've said, all, I've done all these things, and he he said, I got to the point where eventually I said, fine, prove to me that you're real. He said he prayed that, and then he's like, I have never had a doubt since, because every single thing I've ever, uh, every, it was, he's like, it was eerie. Almost everything after that, because I was seeking him and because I was doing this, almost everything started pointing towards him, and I could see it, and I, I started reading the Bible, and I literally, he's like, and I will never doubt, because like, he's, mm-hmm. well, he's like, he was young, but he's, he's like, this is, it's true, like, and I, I didn't believe it until now, mm-hmm. and like, I came to know Christ like a, like I came back to the faith like about a year ago. And he was a super cool kid. Super cool kid. And he's like, it all goes back down to I, I decided that I was going to seek him. And I asked. Like putting, you know, taking God his word and, te- and, and saying, hey, if you're there, he'll That's answer. right, man. Well, hey, man, you want to guide us on to the next one here? Yeah, man. We're intrigued by it. Oh, yeah. We got our next, uh, next article here. People. It's uh, the article is called. Why are you so grumpy? Truth, huh? You tired? Maybe a little bit. My eyes kind of feel heavy. Yeah, you seem just completely disinterested. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the next, the next article is called "True Feminism: An Unpopular Opinion." So it says in a seemingly never-ending sea of hot topics gender equality is always near the forefront whether it's called women's rights female empowerment or the feminist movement it's all pushing the same agenda according to society if you're not crying i'm a woman hear me roar then you're not supporting other women 
and that says, "Well, I respectfully disagree." And it's written by a woman. Uh, Yes. Nice. And let's go, girl. She essentially goes on to talk about how the LGBT movement, uh, and she talks about how just even today's society. So she uses like examples of like Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, um, and all this sexual empowerment. and she just talks about like the pressures that are put on women of today's society to to follow what these people say and how they live. Um, let's see. So, for example, she says, uh, "You must watch your step as to not cut yourself on the remnants of the shattered ceiling of Kamala Harris becoming the first female vice president." Meanwhile, don't forget to cheer with Miranda Hobbs uh, while Miranda Hobbs has a sexual awakening, leaves her husband for a non-binary comedian. <laughs> um. So. She also says, to the overly aggressive agenda pushing media and entertaining entertainment industry, I say no. I will not support abortion because it is murder. I will not perpetuate the LGBT movement because there are two genders and women have, was made for man and vice versa. I'm never going to celebrate someone holding public office that I fundamentally disagree with regardless of their gender. I'm never going to cheer as a family. I'm never going to cheer as a family is torn apart regardless of the circumstances. Um, so she's just... So it's a bull article, man, and I love it. Uh, she says, I will not compromise my morals under the guise of women supporting women. This does not make me an anti-feminist. It makes that it means I am rooted in my beliefs and I'm not wrong for saying such. I love this part next where she said, um, so where are the Christian women? Where are the fierce Bible-believing wives and mothers? Why is it acceptable to tolerate the outcry of every opposing thought that hits the airwaves, but the conservative family-centered matriarch is expected to sit down and shut up? If the church is not influencing our nature, then one can assume the nation is influencing the church. Well done. I've been oh, feeling yeah, that man. way. We kind of weird that you picked this man. We just talked about this too. About I feel like there needs to be women in the church that are confident enough and who will stand as 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 warriors and leaders in the idea of like doing your being a woman of God, even the parts that are hard, the submission mm-hmm. parts and all that. What does that mean, you know? And and working through that and. Because they're certainly out, you know, we're supposed to love our wives. And it's just it's interesting that you, you found this article. Yeah, it's man. Pretty it, cool. And this lady's awesome. Yes, dude, that. she is really cool, man. And she even, she she goes on to even talk about how, like, when you look at, uh, the like, a lot of the movements in today's uh, society, they, they seek to destroy the biblical family unit. So if you remove gender from society, then you remove the image of God. That's the ultimate goal, after all, to remove Christ and his influence from the world. Mm. So it's just like, man, like, she gets it. It's really cool, man. Um, she goes on to talk about, you know, she uses Ephesians 2.2 to tell us that Satan is the prince and the power of the air, meaning that he rules on the earth. He has tremendous influence and reach on the earth, but that doesn't mean that Christians are expected to sit back and endure silently. Um, she moves on into Math- Matthew 5.13-16, tell us that we are salt and light, which is weird because that was mentioned in the previous mm-hmm. article. That's pretty cool. I didn't even put that together. Um, and we are to set our light, let our light shine before others so that they may see the Father through us. And that salt, uh, salt retards corruption and light outshines the darkness. We have purpose, and it's to spread the message of Jesus Christ to a fallen world. So cool, man. I just like, uh, you know, we can't read this whole thing, but this is yep. interesting. She said, and I've always felt this way. Truthfully, a God-fearing woman is the ultimate feminist. There's nothing more feminine and empowering. This is, this is going to make some women mad. But mm-hmm. I love There's nothing more feminine and empowering than finding your God-appointed mate and creating life out of that love. Mm. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 describes a godly wife and mother. The world has this distorted view of Christian women as lowly, meek pushovers who are afraid of their powerful husbands. While this might be the case for some, I assure you that's not what God intended. There is no gender priority according to God. 
One can simply not exist without the other. We were created with a specific design in mind. We were created uniquely and with specific responsibilities for home and for the body of Christ. Mm. Christian friends, we need to be strong advocates for Christ and his design. The world's effort to derail Christianity will only increase. So now is the time to be rooted in our dedication. Culture shape, um, shapers, man. That's right. So we got to be. It's really good stuff, man. Yeah. So. Um, I, I think that's so cool and rare. And I, did she come across as weak to you? Not at In all. In fact, she came across as a lion. Bold. But she also said, yeah, I got a husband, and I want to follow that, and I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, and that doesn't make me weak. Nope. I choose it. So and, cool, man. Um, it's pretty crazy. What a great example for Christian women and what it's supposed to look like. And even just standing against what, what society is trying to tell women what to be today. Super cool, man. Um, definitely recommend you, you know, if you are a woman watching this podcast or listening, to actually read this full, like, read the full article. Very cool. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, man. It, it, I love hearing that, and we need, um, we need more women like that. So praise, praise God for it. It's pretty cool. Amen. Uh, well, I think the other one, mm-hmm. we, uh, if this is the one save. you're thinking of, oh, oh what, we're, we're going to save it? Yeah, how long has the show been on right now? Pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, this one? Uh, no, the other one you want to talk about. Oh, I guess that is somewhat intriguing. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, fine. We'll talk about this real hey. quick. <laughs> so, guys, <clears throat> I'm probably going to get silenced again here. Oh, man. We, we, <clears throat> but this is real. This is fact. What I'm about to tell you is not a... Um, this is not... Uh, what was the word? It's not conspiracy theory. This was reported on Fox. This is actually happening. So, um, <clears throat> this is the actual news here. <laughs> Straight from Fox News... Um, and we actually got this from Disclose.tv, which is a news news site that has yep. different. Uh, they have a lot of different avenues and uh, platforms that they release info, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Telegram, much of. Says the Biden administration is rolling out a new program to distribute crack pipes in minority communities to help promote racial equity, paid for by American tax dollars. And it is these grants are going to hand out pipes and syringes for drugs. This is not a joke. This is it's for legitimately for drug use. Something the program is something like thirty million dollars that's coming out. Wow! And to be fair, I'll, I'll give their their view. The concept is, if they do that, then we know that they're not using dirty needles, right, and dirty things. I think right. Um, and then then also the article mentions that there are also talks about doing injection sites. In which someone can come in and take heroin and cocaine or whatever, all this whatever. stuff, under, in a, in a safe location and under doctor care. It's unbelievable, man. I and just, I feel like, I mean, you know, the next step, wouldn't you think, would be to give them, them drugs. You, because you'd be like, well, because you justify it by saying, at least you know you're getting clean drugs. Exactly. And I just don't, I don't. It's a fascinating <laughs> thing, man. Um, so from a Christian perspective, you know, I think even from a rational perspective, it seems outlandish. Yes. I can see the side they're talking about. You could see the justification of like, listen, these people are doing it anyway. Let's at least give them equipment where they'll do it safely. But even doing it safely is not safe. No. So Not at all. 
you know, I, I guess I look at it from the other side, and I just think it's such an interesting way, the other side being you're making it easier for them to do this thing that's harmful for them. The other part is, you know, shouldn't we be doing things to help them get off of those? And then the other part is now as a Christian, I'm going, gosh, man, what is happening to our world in which we said, we'll give up trying to free them from these addictions. Let's just go ahead and, and make it easier for them. Yeah, man. Am I, am I, am I, that's, that's, and it's just, it's funny the kind of the articles that have been shared today about this idea of the, of the corruption, meaning, I'm not talking politically, in our world. Yeah, man. And the just idea the of sin. accepting sin and accepting brokenness. And it's like, honestly, man, <laughs> it just, it, it's almost heartbreaking of like, yeah, let's just go ahead and make it easier for them to stay on drugs. It's really it's very sad. surreal. It, it it's is. Almost, I thought it was a joke mm-hmm. article. Yeah, man. For them to legitimately invest in a program, it's just you're just. It's like you're you're advocating to kill people. That's kind of almost how I can look at it. Yeah, like, like people and their argument be well, but they're going to die anyway. This will this will cut down on people dying. Yeah, man. Because like you can look at the statistics of how many people overdose on those kind of drugs. Like, dude. Yeah. Like it's so reckless and like. Syringes no. too. Yeah, which is uh, it's just it's a wild it's a wild thing, man. One of the most ridiculous things they that that, that it talked about was like because they, they offered syringes and they offered what else the pipe pipes. crack pipes yeah. and they said they offered crack pipes in hopes that people would not do syringes. Then why are you even offering yeah, syringes? So what are you talking about? So like, yeah. like you said, even just from a basic morality standpoint, it's unbelievable. And then you take it and you put it in with like a Christian perspective, and like you're just allowing people. You're just promoting sin all the more, and it's just like, man. Yeah. What do you guys think broken, about that? They're list- it is. It it's is. broken. What do you- I just know this. If I had a sibling or a relative that was on it, I don't think I'd want to make it easier for them. No. Um, and, I, and, you know, there's, I love – this is going to sound weird. In a weird way, the idea of thinking outside the box is cool to me. Why can't it be outside the box ways to free them from this? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of money, man, it's like couldn't you – you could be offering free – programs free i don't know you know there's tons of ideas to think that you could do with that kind of money they also said what i think is more interesting i want to bring this up is they brought race into it somehow that they literally said handing out the crack pipes and stuff for racial will help racial equality how does that even i don't know how does that even tie into anything so uh it's just interesting this isn't even play it wouldn't matter who you know the administration would be if any government is doing this it's it's just so surreal i'm curious what you guys think are you kind of siding with the idea of like it's better than the alternative, or you guys sort of do you see where we're coming from? What are your thoughts on this? I'm really genuinely curious. Um, yeah, we talked about earlier being able to have real discourse, real conversation. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that. Absolutely, I am. You can curious. use the link or drop it in the comments below. You can use the link at www.theremnant.live/slash/real-talk. We'd love to hear from you. Mm. But crazy world, crazy time we're living in, man. Dude, it crazy, really, it's, crazy and time. It, it's only getting it's slowly it's. Worse. Well, the Bible tells us that, doesn't it? Yep. And that's terrifying. It is terrifying. So kind of going back to the lady, guys, that that mentioned being, you know, we've got to, standing firm, we've got to be culture shapers. Um, We've got to stand firm in the truth. We can't waver. We've got to, and all the way back to what I said at the beginning, we've got to stand on the Bible as our definition of what Christianity is, not what's popular. Yep. And, you know, listen, I'm telling you this right now. Following Christ inevitably is going to go against the crowd. You have to accept that. And if you're trying to find a version of it that gets to go with the crowd, it will not be long before you're not following Jesus. Even, oh, sorry. This guy's completely disinterested on our show today. <laughs> anyway, I love this show. I thought this was a great show. A lot of stuff going on. Hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Dude, AJ was half asleep, but the rest of us had a great time. <laughs> you know, we told you about our future. Uh, he just laughed like an evil super villain. But <laughs> The best part about all this is what people don't know is that Todd got one hour of sleep. I had no sleep. That and is AJ true. got to actually sleep for oh, like at least eight hours. Or you got, you got to actually sleep. You definitely got four, four or five, probably. I don't know why you're so angry about it. Because uh, I did not get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, well, as you guys can tell, AJ's just on. He's off the rails. So, <laughs> but. Hey, great show today. Good job, man. Love yeah, you. Appreciate you. Man. Good stuff. Great Way show. to find the articles. He found the articles this week, so that was awesome. Uh, Fun Turn's been dropping them in, too. A bunch oh, of yeah. articles. Thanks, Good stuff, Fun man. Turn. Got anything you want to say? Hey, thank you guys so much for watching. Appreciate you guys. Uh, for real, just to echo what Todd said, if you guys do have any, like, questions or you guys have any sort of, like, hey, this is what I think, tell us what you think in the comment section below. Uh, or send it in our database, www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. Uh, you can put it in there. Um, let's see. If you're watching from Facebook, go ahead and leave a comment below. Hit that share button and uh, put a little blurb at the top <laughs> so people can know, hey, this is exactly what I liked, and they'll be more uh, likely to watch it. If you're watching from YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Click the notification bell so you can see when we post and you can be one of the first people to watch it. And if you're watching from Rumble, give us a rumble. Love you guys. Fun turn. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's my spiel. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you have when we give the spiel. lovely reviewing options, go ahead and drop us a five-star review. It really helps us on the business end of things and helps us to get more out there and for people to not only hear our shenanigans, but also truth and, and the reality mm, of the world. I don't think a lot of people get to hear stuff like this. So please leave that review in. And then if you don't like us, you, you downright hate us, it was nice having you. Goodbye. <laughs> we wish you the best life. Now, if you want to stay and you want to have a little bit of a, a, little bit of a banter, a friendly discussion where you can disagree with us, go ahead and drop a question down below. But uh, we ask that you don't leave a review because that doesn't help us on the business end of things. And we ask you to have a great day. And, uh, well, it was nice seeing you. And we're sorry we disagree. Not really. Is what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Hey, everyone, uh, that's it. One other thing I would point out, please continue sending questions, comments, concerns, all that fun stuff. Share this. Guys, if you like this show, I'm serious, I, you want to see different – well, if you like this show, keep watching it, sharing it, and, t and, and let people know about it. Um, we're always open to suggestions on what we should talk about or you know, the format of the show. The main goal is just to be a voice that shows you that young people – there are young people out there that love Jesus and have different viewpoints than maybe you're hearing from – mainstream everything amen man. um so we're willing to talk about anything you know whatever that is we're willing to talk about it the stuff that the church sometimes or you may feel uncomfortable talking about whether it's sex relationships mm. money all that stuff feel free to end that uh, you shoot those in because listen in the absence of an answer people are going to find it from the world and truth. god it's best that they get the truth uh instead of that so if you'd love we would love if you consider donating to the show i know i've heard before people get mad when i ask this but guys listen 
supported by a small church called the Remnant Church. Um, if you would, it's completely tax deductible, so anything you say goes into the show and allows us to continue to do this and these guys to give up their time to do it and, and the equipment, like these fancy these fancy arms. We need new mics. There's a bunch of cool stuff. So if you would consider, oh, we really do need new mics. We really do. Um, if you'd consider donating at www.theremnant.life slash give, there's a drop-down box, box. Go down to Real Talk. It goes uh, directly in, and like I said, fully tax deductible. Other than that, Thank you, truly, for joining us today. Hope you had a great time. I had a great time with you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. And be on the lookout. Sometime, somewhere, some way, you may see us again live coming at you. Live from location unknown. Yep. So, love you both. Fun turn, great job. Love you, you, Clint. Again, AJ, we love you guys. Have a great, great day. And truly, God bless you.